0: Good afternoon, Mr. Claywell. Good afternoon, Mr. Ham. How are you today? I'm doing
1: well, sir. Awesome, awesome. And also special guest tonight. Good afternoon, Mr. Marples. Mr. Claywell. How are Mr. you doing? Hamm. I'm well. Awesome. Great to see you. Great to see you as well, sir. Yes, sir.
2: It does not happen nearly enough.
1: No, no.
0: No, we, we definitely need to get together much more often than we do.
2: I agree.
1: <laughs> so um episode two. Episode two, we, we did the thing, and now we're going to do it again. How strange is that? I had so much fun. I did, too. I did, too. And I, we, we definitely need to throw some thank yous out there. Without a doubt, sir. Without a doubt. And I personally would like to... There, there's, there's four key people I would like to thank. Okay. Okay. I got to thank you, sir, for oh. coming over and helping me get this started. Hey. I really appreciate that. My pleasure. My pleasure. I got to thank Mr. Marples here. For putting the bug in my ear and getting the idea of the seed planted Absolutely. to get this going. Uh, I got to thank two friends of mine, uh, a couple of brothers, Jake and Bob Calder. Uh, they've been putting the podcast on for about, I want to say about two years now and kind of yeah. showed me yeah. that you don't have to have a load of stuff. You don't have to be some big celebrity. Nah, a couple anyone- of
0: mics and, and, and some some you know some nice
1: recording stuff hey you can do it in your living room exactly exactly <laughs> How so about that? thanks to those guys for pushing me into it a little bit and uh also thanks to mr baker for hooking us up with some uh some of the graphic design and helping with some of the uh back-end stuff i um, getting everything set up
0: yes those guys i mean yeah
1: couldn't do it without them right uh, without a doubt, yeah, that's correct. Couldn't yeah. I wouldn't be doing this without those people. Yeah. And, and and one you, more and you guys,
0: one more big thank you. Sure, you know those people that are following us now on Facebook page, um, those downloads. Absolutely, we thank you guys for listening.
1: Yeah, I was actually really surprised by the the uh, the number of downloads that we've gotten. I was surprised uh, by all the support. Yeah, that yeah, we're hey, getting it's I, it was I, more than just mom that downloaded us right exactly <laughs> exactly it was I, and it means a lot I appreciate it everybody out there that's listening and giving us the feedback it, it means a lot indeed indeed and uh so, I had a couple of people asking me mm-hmm. moving into another topic here uh, I had a couple of people asking me after they listened to the first episode and uh I was not the one that was involved in this so I'm, Pass that information along to you. Have you heard any updates on the the poor little kid that was struck by the vehicle outside your house? We
0: have, yes. Um, oh, good. Yep. Um, his aunt has been posting so, uh, to social media updates uh, pretty much on a daily basis. Um, he has woken up. He has been moved, of course, you know, from critical condition to serious condition. Um, long road to recovery, but he is awake. He is recognizing people, speaking. Um, they've, they're moving him from UK to another branch. I think it's more of a physical therapy, like, um, um, directed branch of the UK facility up there. And, um, yeah, he's, he's recovering. So I guess, uh, yeah, a miracle. <laughs> that's <laughs> because, great. That's great. Yeah. It, that's, it was that's crazy, 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 crazy. I, Especially I, I, honestly, I, I didn't know that, uh, I, I honestly didn't know that he was going to make it, but because when he left, I thought this is the worst for this kid. So.
1: Right, and given the descriptions you were you were given from some of the stuff, it sounded like he was in bad shape. Yeah, and and one of the updates,
0: and I didn't know this is a thing, but have you guys ever heard of foggy brain? I've heard of it. Yeah, so that's like that's a thing. So evidently, this is something that is commonly seen in. Sports related injuries, especially to the head, you know, like concussions and things like that. Basically it's all they say it's almost like having fog on the brain. You have to clear that. And it takes a long time. The brain is kind of rewiring itself and reworking itself. And and that's one of the conditions that he's suffering from. But yeah. You know, like I say, road to recovery, right?
1: Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Lucky kid. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. So yeah. Well, and uh Sounds like a happy ending to the story. Hopefully, well, I
0: hope so. I hope so. You know, I I would say I'd like to see him riding his bike again, but not on Murphy
1: Avenue. No. Well, not in the street. Right <laughs> not in the street. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe the church parking lot or
0: something. I, I, there you go. There you go. Even cut through the yard. I don't care. R- right. <laughs> so, um, right. episode one was was pretty much a success. I mean, we we really enjoyed. You know recording it. You know, at, at the discussion, it was it was really really a, a fun thing to do. So,
1: let's uh let's let's dive into to our topics for episode 2. Right on. Well, speaking of stories and happy endings and all that, mm-hmm. uh what h- how about you guys would you would you like to nerd out a little bit? Do would we you- not do
0: that like on a daily basis. I think I'll only, wake up nerded out. Yeah, only
1: constantly. <laughs> but on tape. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, officially. Like, okay. So, yeah. yeah you want, yeah, like, I mean, yeah, you yeah. want a record of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm thinking maybe we could talk about books, okay. reading, <laughs> yeah. stories. Cool. Yeah. Some of our favorites. Okay. Sounds good to me. Right on. Um, I'll start off. Okay. So, uh, what, my, personally, I think... One of my favorite stories of all time has got to be Alice in Wonderland. Uh, that's a, I, that's
0: definitely a great story.
1: I love the story. Um, not so much a fan of Through the Looking Glass, the yeah. the you know the literature part of the story. Uh, but there is a book uh, called Neverwhere, um, and to me, it's like if the story of Alice in Wonderland. Was about adults and concerning more adult themes. Hmm, it's it's a fantastical journey. Uh, this this poor run-of-the-mill everyday British guy gets swept up in this world of high fantasy with all kinds of crazy creatures. There's talking rats. There's uh, a whole other world called London Below. He's, he's from London specifically. Um, every Everything is kind of based off a pun. So there's the Knight's Bridge is a bridge which actually belongs to the knight. Oh, that's cool. Um, and it terrifies everyone that crosses it. Um, there's all kinds of other similar things that are punned throughout. Uh, I don't want to ruin them all. no, but, no, no, um, no, no. It's a really, in my opinion... It's a great story. Uh, it it does follow a lot of that. In my mind, the Alice in Wonderland type, you know, there's the, the, the poor, hapless, good-hearted main character that's swept up into all this crazy antics of all these people around him yeah. uh, that are all part of this other world that exists that he had no idea of beforehand. Um, and his whole journey is trying to get back to his regular mundane life. Sounds Um, good. Sounds like an interesting,
0: interesting read for sure.
1: Yeah, it is. It's, in my opinion, it's a great story. Um, I just, I just really like the, the, the character arcs and, uh, the way the story's told. Um, it's, it's by Neil Gaiman. Ah, yeah. Uh, Excellent! Just, uh, just excellent a, a great, I just saw that author.
0: he actually has an, a new book that's coming out um, here in about, I want to say two to three weeks. Um, I don't recall the title right off the top of my head, but I did see that he has one that was on the Barnes & Noble list.
1: Oh, yeah? is yeah. it Do you know if it's another children's book? Because he's been uh, writing a lot of children's books lately. Maybe,
0: maybe, yeah. Seems like it was. But okay. uh, yeah, it was part of a series. So, oh. Yeah. That's it may new... have been like book one of this series. Well,
1: that's a new one for him. He usually yeah. just does one... Yeah. I think the only exception I've seen to that is uh, he followed up American Gods with the Nancy Boys. Ah, uh-huh, yeah. Uh, but I don't think he typically doesn't do like a series like top a, run. Yeah, not books. Yeah. I uh, mean, he he famously wrote the Sandman comics, right? Uh, but I mean, that's a little bit different case. Yeah. He, it's hard to tell a, a great story in one oh, yeah. issue of a comic book.
0: But, very true. Very true. <clears throat>
1: uh, he did win a uh, a literary prize. For the for one issue of Sandman, where they retold um, Shakespeare's uh, Midsummer Night's nice Dream.
0: Oh yeah, that's a great story too.
1: Yeah, and the way he retells it is is pretty good. Because uh, you know how in you know a Midsummer Night's nice Dream, the whole thing basically takes place as the characters are asleep dreaming. Right. Well, you know Sandman. Being, the bringer of sleep and dreams, uh, has a pretty big effect on the story. I can imagine so in, a, so. in this, yeah, in 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 a story like Midsummer Night's Dream, yeah, right, yeah, that's exactly. very very cool. Yeah, it's it's a really good story, and he won. And and that is the only time a comic book has won that prize. You know, that's after, one of the
0: things too. It seems like comic books in general are overlooked as an art form.
1: They are, and after that. After he won, they specifically changed that com- that uh, that award so that in the future comic books were not allowed to win it for some reason. See that? Why would you cut
0: off an entire genre and entire you know it, the storytelling that takes place in comic books? Because some of the character development and the story arcs and and the entire universe in comic books is so massive. Oh yeah. Why would you? Why would you take that away from? You know, I guess, I don't know. I guess it's one of those things where it may may just be unfair because some of it is so good.
2: (laughs) Right,
1: yeah.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, they're still
2: getting past the whole comic books are for children. You've got that historical context that people are still fighting against, even though more comic book readers are our age now than children's age. You still have this... Very true. You still have this like stigma, so to speak of the comics are geared and designed for children. So they're not taken seriously. Um, it's people like Gaiman and, um, Alan Moore, for example, oh, that, yeah. you know, that are helping to reshape that to an extent. Yeah. Uh, looks like his new book is actually on Norse mythology.
1: Oh, he's going back to the gods again, huh? Yeah, Mr. Uh, yeah. Hero,
0: Mr. Hero is the one I'm look, talking about. Oh, okay. Oh no, okay. that one I hadn't seen. Um, yeah, so it's right here. It's Mr. Hero. It comes out um, looks like August 29th. Um, That's just this is volume one and one that one and two is what it says, um, and it's like a boxed set. This one is based on um, uh, from the from the description that I read. Um, in the late 1800s, or some you know, sometime in in late 1800s, early 1900s, a, a a guy builds an like artificial intelligent you know being, and it messes up. So he stores it away. Like basically, a hundred years later, they rediscover this thing, and it it it's basically um, trying to function in a modern world. And it seems to fit in more in today's kind of society. Is what is, uh, that's that's what the description was. And it looked like it'd be interesting. Oh, okay. So,
1: yeah.
2: Sounds interesting.
1: Yeah. Right on. So, yeah.
2: Mr. Hero. Mr. Hero. I'll have to look for that.
0: Complete comics boxed set. So, volumes one and two. So, I guess it's just what another one of those graphic novels. You know. But, yeah.
1: Like I said, it looked interesting. Yeah. It sounds It sounds pretty neat. Yeah. What about... Uh, what about you, Mr. Marbles? You got a you got a favorite book? Uh, it's hard
2: to narrow down to just one.
1: Well, a couple the ones then.
2: The one that I go back to over and over is probably Stephen King's The Long Walk. Um, actually written as Richard Bachman, but Yeah, you gave me a I've, copy of that. I've reread that book and given away that book probably more than any other one that I've ever read. Awesome. Um, yeah, I've given you a copy. Okay. Mr. Ham a copy. Um, is just one of those I keep going back to. It stays with you. Um, this, there's not a lot of world development. You know that it's set in the future by a few of the little things that are dropped in it, but it's so much character development and it's children and these children are going through these horrible things and children should not have to go through. Yeah. yeah. And it's just fascinating to watch how, warped and messed up their world becomes and they become through this kind of forced
1: march across the country. Hmm. Right. It's and it's uh it's said in America, right? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting.
0: <clears throat> and it Stephen King is one of those writers for me. I, I can read him, but I have to almost read him in I don't know. It's almost like it's like drinking something too cold. I had to take small sips and because I don't, I don't know. it's just his writing is so descriptive and sometimes it's so hard to read because he throws some of those very uncomfortable things in. Uh, and it's uh, you, the, there's there's a scene that stands out in my mind in um, the Dark Tower series whenever it, it describes the, the little boy. How he dies. When Jake
2: dies? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I can't get that out of my mind. The The description that he gave of what the boy felt. It was unreal. So it's it's one of those that, like I say, I, I just kind of have to read him in small bits. <laughs> Which I, I
2: agree with what you've said. Um, he's very good at kind of drilling into the parts of our brain that don't want to hear about or deal with those things. Yeah. And just tightening down and tweaking that to death. Yeah. And, you know, you can only want to deal with that for a certain amount of time. Um, I think you're talking about the scene where he gets hit with a car. Yes. Yeah.
0: And that's, it's unreal. Pretty graphic. Very graphic. Yeah. Like Um, the description that he gives of the the taste, the smell, the feeling is just, oh my God. Yeah. Um,
2: Eyes of the Dragon is the same way. Really? There's a lot of very, like you you feel like you're in that world.
0: Yeah. It's so descriptive. That's it's um, wild. He's he's an he's an
1: amazing, amazing author. And unfortunately, from the two books you guys are both talking about, the only two things I can strictly recall right offhand are the scene you're talking about yeah. from the Dark Tower Dark Tower books. Right where Jake is bleeding from his eyes, ears, nose, mouth, and rectum. And, and tasting recall, the... Well, I recall that. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And from the eyes of the dragon, I recall did not King Richard vomit in a bowl and call the court jester to come dine from this hot soup? Yeah. And I was just like, "Okay, I'm done with this book now." Nah, it's like I need to step <laughs> have, away from. Him. <laughs> I have no no reason to continue reading this at all anymore.
0: Wow, wow! Take a break. Okay, so so, I think I have my my choice for going. I guess um, favorite took me a long time to develop this favorite because it's another one of those that I had to read in small mm. chunks. And then when I finally sat down was like, I'm going to read this thing cover to cover right now. Um, it's Kerouac's On the Road. Um, it's one of those books that I've been handed so many times by various people and said, you've got to read this. You've got to read this. This is a great book. And I'm, I'm like, this seems very pretentious of you <laughs> to say <laughs> I have to read this. But no, it's. and here's the thing, though. After getting past the first, oh, 25 to 30 pages, it sucks you in. It is a journey, and he really takes you on that journey with him, and it's a really, really good book. Um, So, you know, kudos to Dave Wilson for keep handing me that book and saying, here, you've got to read this, you've got to read this. Um, It was really a good book. It was a great read, and and the stream of consciousness way he writes – um was it, it's unique it's very it, it's different we'll say
1: right now one of his other books slaughterhouse 5 is that this guy I have guy? no idea this is the one no? that I've read okay. by him on the road
0: what um, do, what do they do is it like a road trip it, well yeah um you it's basically you're following dean moriarty um this this this, okay. this 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 fella that's he kind of breaks away from society um jumps on um a train there's i mean it's it's a journey of youth pretty much these late teenage early 20 year olds running from one side of the country to the other in the 1950s um living off the land and just being free it's it's you know it's just it's like i say it's just a good journey um the film adaptation of it Mm -hmm. was not bad as well it was fair it 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 stayed fairly true to the the story um i don't really recall any parts that were glaringly you know out of place um so yeah i mean if you need the abridged version watch the film if you really want to delve into it and 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 hear you know blow man blow <laughs> that, that then pick up the book it's worth a read i've always heard really good things about the book but i have yet to find the time to actually read it. Uh it's 176 pages and it's a, I mean like I say it, it for me it was a kind of a tough read because the stream of consciousness way it's written written like there are no chapters there are no breaking points it's basically he starts and the whole thing was written on a scroll Oh, it's wow. one big long piece of paper that was put into a typewriter, and he just started writing, um, typing, and from the beginning to the end, there's no punctuation on the scroll, there's no editing. It's just what came to his mind at that point, and that's it. That's the way it is. So you, yeah, you say be-
1: that, and in my mind, I picture those, those old, those old uh, movie, those old like movie things where like you know. That shows the newspaper press spooling up, and they got this giant roll, big of giant paper. roll. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. what I'm picturing when you say <laughs> <Yeah>. that.
0: <laughs> I mean, realistically, that's kind of the way it was. He he started typing this up, um, locked himself in in a room for like two to three weeks, and on the back side of that, you know, when he came out of it, he handed them this scroll and said, "Here you go. There's my book." And they so had to like- kind of break it apart, put the punctuation in where it needs to go, proofread it, but there was really no major changes. It was just. That hmm. journey. So right on. It's pretty neat. Pretty interesting. Very cool. Right on. Right on. So okay, we've got favorite book. Mm-hmm. So do do you guys have like a favorite series of books? Like you know, specific author, specific series, something that that kind of ties things together or, or anything like that?
2: Uh at least two. I have yeah. to go with Jim Butcher's Dresden Files.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Um, and that epicness. I agree. It's up I to, agree. what,
2: 15 books now?
1: I think Something like that? if you're only counting the the actual novels and not some of the spinoff works he's done, in the short stories, I think yeah. so, yeah. Yeah,
2: and we've been waiting a while now for the next book, but he's been dealing with some personal items that have set that back. Well, and
1: the Aeronaut's Windlass.
2: Yeah, and then he kicked off that new series. That's true. Right. I haven't had time to read that yet.
1: It's good. Is it? It's good. It's um. As far as a foray into fantasy, I find it better than the Codex Alara. Yeah, those got rather repetitive. I, yeah, I agree. I agree. And the thing that really bugged me in the Codex series was the whole at that same moment at the precise time instantly <laughs> yeah it's just like okay we get it but your everything happens at the exact same split second in time this whole book takes place over 5 minutes right i understand wow that gets no it's not that bad but it he there's a lot of repetition in there of events and I really need to give this series a look because you guys, I've heard both
0: of you talk about it and how good it is. The Dresden Files. Dresden Dresden Files is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You have to get
1: past what? First two? The first two are a little slow. I think the third one is where it really starts picking up. Yeah. Yeah. He
2: kind of finds his stride around the third, fourth book um, because that was his first foray into writing was the Dresden Files. Yeah. So it took him at least those two books to get character developed and kind of figure out where he's going with all of this mm-hmm. um, for the for the uninitiated it's a modern day telling of a wizard living in chicago um, yeah. and things like elves and pixies um, all this Everything is is they right? yeah, yeah, basically gods. Demons, basically dragons, pick up a fantasy dragons, world and throw vampires them out. yeah and you kind of it's almost like it's almost like taking a high fantasy world like Tolkien, for example, and overlaying it into modern day Chicago. So they both exist, but in
1: the same time. Right. And That's a, cool. That's a lot cool. of A lot of the Dresden stuff is more Celtic mythology based. Oh, yeah. 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 Nice. So yeah. It's, it's not, they're not, you don't call them fairies. No, they're pixies. They are the shea. Oh, shea. They yeah. are the shea. Shea and Faye They are the nobles of... Nice. Yeah. You've got, and they and it. I I did look some of it up, and then he does actually use some of the Celtic uh, Queen Mab, the Queen of Air and Darkness, Mother, the Queen of the Winter Fae, and uh, Titania, the Queen of Light, the the Queen of the Summer Fae, and that's cool. That, yeah, that is very cool. He pulls
2: in he doesn't rely just on what we would consider like European mythology. He pulls from a little bit of everywhere. Yep. Um, he's there's pulled stuff Norse. from Norse. Yeah. Well, I
0: mean, I guess imagining if, if he set this fantasy world in ours, of course, there's going to be the fantasy of the entire world that he's going to be able to pull into it, right. which
2: is kind of the perfect way to look at it. Yeah. It's, it's everything you can ever imagine across every culture exists somewhere. Yeah.
0: That's very, very cool. It's yeah.
2: really, really cool. Yeah. Um, and vampires you... and werewolves play semi-large part, vampires, especially. Yeah.
1: That's very cool. I'll yeah. definitely have to check that series out. It's really good. It's like uh it's kind of like a hard boiled detective thing. Cause yeah, he advertises definitely. himself as in the yellow pages as a professional wizard. Most people think that's just a gag to get business. Yeah. And they hire him as like a private detective. Huh.
0: Okay. Which is how so, it starts out. The first yeah.
1: couple of books
2: are like he's a private eye, yeah. more or less. It's just that he's used to dealing with these things that other people either choose to ignore or they simply don't see. Um, right. I think he advertises, what is it? Like lost items found. Yeah. Um, no love spells. Yeah. No love, <laughs> no spells, love spells, specifically like yeah. on his business card.
0: <laughs> no, no love potion number nine. <laughs> exactly.
2: Um, but yeah, I cannot rep. Recommend that entire series highly enough.
0: That's awesome, awesome.
2: Um, the other series is got has to be the Dark Tower. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I had a buddy in high school, um, right around the time the Drawing of the Three came out, who was like, "Look, this books are going to come out. You have to read these other two. And kind of like you were saying, I was like, "What's well, rather pretentious? I have to read yes. these books." Who are yes. you to tell me to read these books? <laughs> but uh, you know, being the nerd that I am, I was like, well, this fellow nerd is recommending this book series. I should probably check this out. And yeah, immediately drawn in. Yeah. Just the, so much depth and flavor and character development. You want to know what happens next with these characters. Um, even though the first book almost stands alone, you want more. You really want to know what's going to happen. Right, right. Um, and kind of like with Butcher... King develops his this, the world that the Dark Tower is set in is our world to an extent, but definitely ties into our world through these doors. So you're familiar with certain elements that he pulls in, and he pulls in, um, like the gunslinger, right? Like the western theme. Uh-huh. Yep. he pulls in these weird android robotic animals. Um, just so much magic goes yeah. in magic. Um, yeah, going back to what we we're talking about before it, you know, it ties into Eyes of the Dragon, for example. It's just, he develops this huge, huge universe that you want to dive into.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've read the first two, um, and they were good. They were good. I just don't have the others, so I, I don't, I don't have access to them at the moment. So right. Um, but yeah, and it's been a few years ago that I read them, but. Um, so how do you feel about the film that's coming up? Are you very excited? Yeah. Um, I was a
2: little, it's really weird. It's like everybody was throwing back against Idris Elba playing the gunslinger. Yeah. I didn't really have a problem with that so much as, um, McConaughey, McConaughey playing the man in black. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, it's a strange (laughs) casting choice, but (laughs) all right. Um, I like McConaughey. I I think he'll do fine. It was just seemed like an unorthodox Casting. Yeah, I would yeah.
1: have went older, but uh, pardon me, you're gonna have to refresh my memory. Who is the man in black? Uh so he's known as different
2: characters in different Stephen King books.
1: Oh, the Um Like for
2: example, he's in the stand.
1: The flag character. Yes. yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah,
2: he play okay. he's Randall Flag. He is yeah. um the man who walks. He's the man in black. He's
1: wait, wait, wait. He ain't no Johnny Cash. Ah. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> he
2: goes by several different names depending on which book he was mentioned in.
1: Okay, okay, that's that character. I got you. Yeah. yeah.
2: The, the The opening line in the in the first book is, "The man in black fled across the desert,
1: and the gunslinger followed." Right, I mean, that, and that alone
2: old. sucks you in.
1: Yeah. Right, that's from an old, ain't like an old poem, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Um, Browning, that's, I think. I'm probably, oh, I'm, I'm I'm probably, probably no wrong, but I think that's it. Pretty uh, cool. Child Pretty cool. rolling to the Dark Tower came.
0: Yeah. Yeah, those definitely both. I mean, like I said, Dresden Files I haven't I haven't read, and I've read part of Dark Tower series, and what I read I enjoyed. So, yeah, awesome. Excellent, excellent. So, Mr. Claywell, do you have any yes, anything uh, you want to add, like any series that
1: stands out above the rest to you? Well, I, I was gonna say that uh, the Dresden Files is by far one of my favorite series. Right. Um, but as you guys both know, uh, I spend a lot of time unable to read, and I get a lot of my entertainment audio right. Wise. right. hey, hey um, you know what? I, it's just fine if someone's reading to you.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> Agreed. Exactly. That's, that's the way I <laughs> most of us it. started. I mean,
1: um, so. There is a series of books that I have enjoyed a lot, spent a lot of time listening to. Um, It's by an author named Lee Child. They're called, it's the Jack Reacher series. Oh, yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. They've just recently uh, optioned two of them to be films. Yes. And I think it was like the fourth and eighth book or something like that. Cool. Um, Starring Tom Cruise, which doesn't make any sense because Jack Reacher is like six foot four. Wait, 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 wait! You mean Tom Cruise isn't like six foot four? And no, he's six nine. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah, they just totally off the rails on that one. Totally off the rails. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But there's 22 books out right now. Whoa! It's more of a true crime feel. Yeah, they're all like a whodunit kind of deal, and um, this guy's just—he's retired from the military. And he decided that he's going to travel the country and see what see what he can see in America. And he always finds himself in the biggest messes, and there's always somebody dead. And he's got to find and and people yeah. always think it's him for some reason because he just shows up and somebody dies. Yeah. And he always has to find out who really did it so he can very cool, very uh, cool. extricate himself from the trouble that he's wound up in there uh they're they're usually inter- pretty entertaining they're all um well, when somebody's reading them to you they're all about 15 hours long <laughs> uh, the the guy doing the narrations his name's Dick Hill he's got a great voice for for that that stuff um also if if you're more of an audiobook kind of person uh the Dresden files audiobooks they're narrated by James Marsters and are fantastic. Nice. And he does a tremendous, he's one of the best audiobook narrators I've, I've listened to. Uh, some, of, If you don't know who that is, uh, it's Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, cool. He is not British. He's from California. Uh, yeah, no. And he does not narrate with a British accent unless he's Bob. Right. Bob huh. has a British accent. Very cool.
0: <clears throat> Which
2: is uh, Dresden's skull companion, by the way.
1: Um, Wait,
0: you said Skull Companion? Skull Companion. Okay. It's uh, I I'm going to have to read cuz I don't don't, don't 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 tell me. Just his lab assistant. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> Very uh, cool. But yeah, so as far as books that I own on in physical form, I would have to say the Dresden Files, but uh otherwise I I've probably spent more time listening to the Lee Child um jack reacher series
0: very cool my personal favorite series um i have to go way back for this one because um had a cousin handed me a book said hey if you really like if you like if you think you would like something in the fantasy realm um you should give this a try and it was the first um first book in the chronicle series Dragonlance. ah and um i think i was in seventh grade so it's one of those books, I, I opened it up, I read the first three pages, and like 14 hours later, laid it down <laughs> and was like, I've, I can't wait to open this book again. Um, unreal. The the writing, the world that they live in, and, you know, it is straight up Dungeons and Dragons fantasy, but such a good story. And... Um, the first three books there, the, the Chronicles, Volume 1, 2, and 3, um, I think they were, they were initially put out in the mid to late 80s. And um, then they went back and retouched and did the Lost Chronicles. And I was so impressed with the fact that the first book ends and the first Lost Chronicle picks up with the next line, like next spoken line. Oh wow! It is so seamless, um, and it fills the gaps that are in those first three chronicles so well um, that is just it's it's just an unreal series. Now, Margaret Weiss, Tracy Hickman, of course, based these on um, role playing that they did in the seventies and eighties, and it was the characters and and games that they played, you know, tabletop games. So, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. All of these characters i can I can see now like the people that they know, you know, sitting around the table right. and you you have a literally have a tasselhoff character that's there, and that all of that is going on. yep, can you imagine playing
1: d and d with that character, right? <laughs> and which do you know if it was Weiss or Hickman? they couldn't make up their mind? So that's the reason for the however you want I'm not even gonna try to pronounce the last name. the twins Mahare. camp whatever camp (laughs) raceland and raceland and and carmen maharay sure yeah she couldn't decide if she wanted to be a wizard or a fighter so she rolled both characters that were dependent on each other and played played them both both. played both yeah Yeah. and realistically that character raceland
0: is one of my favorite by far um you know enough to spin off other series of books that that they wrote specifically based on that character, but you know, like I say, my my favorite is is definitely that one. It, it I keep going back to it. I have no idea how many times I've read the chronicles. I mean, it's it's one of those where I've worn out like so many copies of those oh, books. They're really good. They're yeah. really good books. Yeah,
2: yep. yeah, and it looks like because uh, I'm not that intimately familiar with them, having played D and D most of my life, I've I've heard of them, but I've only read I think one. And yeah, they do go back to eighty four. Yeah. A stretching way back.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I say, I, th- I think I was in seventh grade whenever I was handed, you know, uh, Dragons of Autumn Twilight, and right. it was. So yeah, that would have been in the early to mid nineties. Yeah, early. Those 90s. are awesome books and great and books. Damn you, Stern! I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't want to. We don't want to spoil it for anyone that's not read the series though. So, so we'll just we'll just say that uh, you know, it's not a, it's not a. uh A a Game of Thrones, you know, we're not going to have, like, multiple deaths, like, every three pages, but some of your favorite characters. God love you. Don't get attached to anybody. Uh, Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. No kidding.
1: So, yeah, Uh, those are the series that
0: that, that I've grown up on and and really enjoyed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we're talking about books. Yeah. I mean, what, what do you guys think about all these books... Comics, everything turning into movies now. <laughs> some good, some bad. Right. right. Some
0: good, some bad. Who, Seems... who, who
1: do you think's done it right?
0: I really think... Um, <laughs>
1: I really think... Watch out now, you're about to trigger a whole lot of people.
0: Okay, okay. I think one of the best adaptations from book to film was Thomas Harris's Silence of the Lambs.
1: Oh, that was a good one. Really, yeah,
0: really, really good. Um, it's not scene for scene, but the feeling right. is there. It's it's it was done well, really done well. The cast was spot on. I felt like, um, and then the way it was filmed, the you know the. It's just it, I thought it was just all the way around done really really well. What about you? What do you guys think as far as? Who did it right?
2: Oh, um I have to go with favorite movie, um, because it is a book adaptation and go Clockwork Orange. Oh yeah. Um same type of situation. I've never read the book. It's not scene for scene. And there are a few um some people would say major changes. I would argue that point. Um, for example, the costumes are a little different in the movie than they are in the book, but that who cares?
1: Ultimately, it's take some creative,
0: creative liberty with it, right?
2: Exactly. But if, if anything, Kubrick actually makes that world even worse than it is in the book. In the book, it's like this weird dystopian future, but Kubrick makes it almost, um,
0: He adds a grit to it. Almost
2: post apocalyptic, even though it's
0: not. Yeah, he really adds grit.
2: Yeah, so much. Like everything's so gray and drab and just gray, for lack (laughs) of a better way of saying it. There's so, there's like almost no color except in certain scenes. In fact, color is played up really, really well in those scenes where it is used, like Alex's room, for example. Right. Or the uh, record store. Other than that, it's like grays and blacks and it's really just drab. But Cooper uh, had a
0: very a, a good knack though for taking something, a literary work, and really making it his own but oh, yeah. still holding true to that literary work. Yeah. Um now, he, No you're speaking of triggered, you're about to go <laughs> down a well no, I'm just dangerous saying that path. he, he uh, did a really good job with film. That yeah. was his. that was his medium. He was not a writer. So uh, he, right. his medium was film and he did well with it. Right. You
2: know, there's a huge following for The Shining, although he caught he really, all kinds. he really, really took
0: liberties with that. Yeah, film. that's the thing is he really liked did Went
2: off on his own tangent basically from the book, so you can't really say it's a good adaptation of the book, but no. it's an
0: excellent film. Right. And it would be a standalone film in my opinion. Right. Um
1: yeah, yeah, cuz it really does take its own path. <laughs> so well, real quick though, speaking of the shining. Yes. Have you talked to Davis? How's he doing? Has he gone
0: stir crazy yet? He's not stir crazy. Um, of course right now this is the on season for right. them. Well, all so the, tourists are yeah, there the tourists right now. are there right now. Um, for those of you who don't know, David Wilson, um, one of my best buds from like a million years ago. He's he and I grew up together. Um, he is the caretaker for many glacier hotel in Glacier National Park, Montana. Um, half or so of The Shining was written at that hotel. And oh, wow. he effectively is Jack Torrance. He stays there now year round. At the end of September, early October, Glacier National Park shuts that hotel down. His nearest neighbor is 12 miles away, and he gets snowed in to Gl- or Mini Glacier Hotel. He and his wife stay there through the winter as the winter caretakers. And. Yeah, like 20 feet of snow, and his best friend is an elk, and stuff like that. I mean, we're talking—yeah, <laughs> so he really is that character. Um And, yeah, and he, he's doing well, though. I mean, the last time I spoke with him— um God, I guess we were on the phone for probably three to four hours, and, and you know, he was... He wow, was, he was losing at that he bad, was huh? lo- He was <laughs> he was, yeah, he was gone. <laughs> he was gone at that point. <laughs> no, it was right at the end of the season last year, so... Um, but the last... I mean, I, I still talk to him occasionally through Facebook and things like that, and, yeah, he's doing well, doing well.
1: That's good. And uh, just, good. just a quick plug for him. Uh, I don't know where he's at, so apologies for that, but... Montana. Put, well, but, I mean, on social media, he puts up some... Astounding photos. Hey, that's his Ooh. backyard. But I mean um, that the the glaciers and stuff yeah, when he's out there, he yeah. he
0: gets some amazing shots that yes, he puts up he out does. there. He does, he does. And and that's one of the things he he does. He 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 hikes nonstop now. All that's right. it's one of his big things. Um I did get a kick out of him one there was a conversation we had when he was out there. They were on this hike and um, he was talking about the bears, because there there are bears
1: everywhere around this we're we talk, we talking we're talking black, like, grizzly, polar.
0: are I bears. guess it would be grizzly. I'm, I'm, I'm imagining black okay. and grizzly. I guess that would okay. be the things that you'd have in in Glacier National Park. You know, it's so scary as hell. New Yeah, you don't mess with these bears. Like, um, and he like literally has the big cans of bear mace. I mean, they're like they look like the wasp spray that we have, and it's like the big things, and they shoot like fifty feet. And, and the, the little, bear and the bear just looks at you and goes,
1: hmm, and the, this no, one comes with its own seasoning. The, <laughs> the, right.
0: The little and the little bells that hang off of his backpack and stuff. And he was like, This, this, you really do have to have these things because they know to listen. They hear these bells, so they know something's coming. It's not a natural sound that they hear, so you know, they, they will typically run away. Now he of they course scram out. yeah, of course, he rounds the corner and there's a bear even with his little bells and his mace and all that kind of stuff. And, and, you know, he was, he was, he was pretty scared, but um, he was talking about the whole deal, you know, identifying what kind of bears around by their dung. You've heard of that? No. Dung. Dung. They're D- poo. M- G- yeah, they're poo. So you, <laughs> yeah, you, you, you know, that it's a black bear. If the dung is like got berries, like seeds from berries and, and things like possibly even like um, fur from like squirrels, small animals and stuff. You know that this is black bear. Um, now you can tell grizzly though, because their dung smells like pepper spray and has little bells in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's for you, Dave. I love pretty you. Good. That's pretty good.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I I gotta say, uh, the one I think got it right, and and I'm stretching a little bit here because okay. it's not exactly a book. It's more of a um, a novella, if you will. Stephen Schi- Stephen King's the Scrimshot Redaction. Oh, the oh. Shem Sham Redaction. Yes. The yeah. St-
0: yeah. Yeah. The one with Timothy Oliphant. The Spielberg in it? reduction. Is that the one? Yeah, that one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. The Shawshank, Shawshank Redemption is an excellent, excellent film.
1: It is. Yeah, excellent I love it. Film. The it's, like I said, I'm stretching a little bit on that one because it's technically not a book. It's it's more of a novella. Right. But right. I think it was adapted well to film. Yes. If anything,
2: in my opinion, the film actually is much better.
1: I think that's happened twice to him. I think The Green Mile was also really good. Mm-hmm. A really good adaptation of the books, but that was like a series. Right. Um, but yeah, I thought that was pretty good too. Yes.
0: Stephen King is one of those that's hard to put on film, though, because, the way, again, the way he writes, Sometimes, it's hard to adapt him. Yeah. Um, one film that, that, was, that was his that I didn't even realize was his, um, The Secret Window. Yeah. Yep. It was amazing. I really enjoyed it. And it was one, I'm always, I'm always let down typically with a film, a Stephen King film at the very end because oh, it always ends being terrible. A, it's going to be a giant spider or something. <laughs> so, you know. Speaking at, of. Yeah, new exactly. New film coming. Absolutely. Um, and I don't know how Tilda I feel swim. about that because i I, oh, there's a soft spot in my heart for he's Mr. Tim Curry. He's, he's in, in it. it. Yeah, but still, oh, he's, he is Pennywise to me. So. Um, right. Uh, but still, though, I really, really thought that film was done well simply because the ending was done well, <laughs> right? Yeah. So yeah.
1: Now we talked about the good ones. Oh, the bad ones! So this many bad so ones. So many, so much to so choose from here. Many, so much, yeah. so much. yeah, so many bad. I'm gonna, ones. Give, I'm gonna give my award. <laughs> Razzies. Well, that's a real thing, so I don't want to. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> it's not gonna be a real. Like, I'm gonna uh, give my know, steaming pile. There right, not, we yeah. go. Yeah, Aragon. Oh yeah. You da- know that da- one was. That
0: one. I'd heard so many bad things about that. I didn't even watch it.
1: Well, I I mean, okay. I mean. So the book is not fantastic. It's written by a 14 year old kid. Okay, right, but take right. that into consideration. It is a phenomenal book. Okay. Okay. Um, Christopher Paolini... Fourteen years old writes this book, and it's kind of like fantasy meets Star Wars. Right, that's like the best way to describe it. the The characters are kind of based off the Star Wars universe. You got the old, the old teacher, the young student, the the he thing that will never happen again, and the you know the Jedi. The, okay, okay. So there's that, yeah, and he then it's definitely all pulls fantasy. old standbys to build on. Yeah, and it and it's it's fantasy of dragons and dwarves and. All this other thing, the movie was just a steaming pile, (laughs) it was so bad. The there's this race of evil creatures that are sweeping through the land, and I don't know if this is just epic racism on the part of the director, but they're like these other, they're, 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 they're no, they're, they're hideous creatures, they're not, you know, in the movie, they're like, ah, special effects, we can't afford it. Just cast a bunch of black dudes. It'll be Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's low. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it was just bad. The, the dragon looked pretty cool. Yeah. I'll give him that. For putting wing or uh, feathers on it rather. Well, but I mean, (laughs) it had a good, it had a unique look and agreed and it looked, it integrated into the film. Well, right. eh, 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 For CG, uh, but yeah, it was no, just such a bad I s- adaptation. I
0: really don't think I saw that film. Don't, I don't think I <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I wouldn't recommend it. Okay. No. So don't my
0: re- my steaming pile, and I'm gonna go here because uh, typically I like the guy, Bec- and and I may be one of those oddballs for saying this, but I really like Baz Luhrmann for the most part.
1: Okay, but all I know adapt- is the sunscreen song. So okay,
0: ready. so no, 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 so his 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 adaptation of Romeo and Juliet in 1996 with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio I forgot all
1: about that. Yeah. was horrid.
0: <laughs> I mean it was almost unwatchable. Oh, come on, even I had John though John even it though there did. were scenes specific like 30 second scenes that I could watch over and over and over. Um I love the death of Mercutio. Yeah. Awesome scene. Um I love the death of Tybalt. Awesome scene. The rest of the film, yeah, not so much. And like I say, I normally like ballroom. I really enjoyed Moulin Rouge. Um, even like Strictly Ballroom, I liked. Um, and but I like musicals, so I'm 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 out there. I'm weird, I guess, because I like that kind of stuff. So, but that's the one that I definitely have to say is 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 my steaming pile award, you know, recipient.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. You, you got anything, Mike? Uh, the the
2: problem is narrowing it down to one. There's been so many bad ones done. Um, when I was looking over, trying to narrow it down, the one that kind of leaps out at me every time is Spawn, which I think is why McFarlane is currently writing, producing, directing, and I guess at this point probably starring in a remake. Is it should have been a fantastic film. It should have been really well done, but it's the CG's terrible. Some of the acting is terrible. A lot of it doesn't make any sense. It's really disjointed. It's just, it was not done well. Well, I mean the comics ran for what, like 300 issues, something like
1: that. And they tried to make an hour and a half
2: movie out of it. Exactly. They tried Hmm. to cram. It was another incident of trying to cram way too much material into A very short amount of time.
1: So you guys both just really hate John Leguizamo, is it's what? Yeah, yeah. that's coming down to. (laughs) Not necessarily. I would. I wouldn't necessarily say hate.
0: No, (laughs) hate's a strong word. Hate is a strong word. Now, now you know, strongly dislike. No, I'm kidding. He just gets involved in terrible projects. He really does. I guess until lately,
2: because let me tell you, John Wick and John Wick Two are fantastic films, even though he only has bit parts in them.
1: I haven't seen the second one yet.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's he's he only does, in them for small amounts of time, but he plays a really good character, a really cool character. Yeah. So I
0: mean, that's not even thing that I have anything against John Leguizamo. No, not at all. Because I mean, I, I typically I like him in most things that he's in. Like I say, even in in my you know my my recipient for that award is definitely he's one of the stronger points in that movie. Um, I would agree with that. I he mean, plays yeah. that character very well. He really does. And he kind really of does. building off what you said
2: that movie should have almost been filmed in 32nd to two minute clips and done like as episodic things like MTV used to do, for example, right? It would have worked that way. It, it doesn't work very well as an hour and 45, two hour long movie. Um, but like you were saying, some of the scenes are really well shot. They're yes, really they acted. It's just kind of,
0: the cohesiveness the, of it is just not there. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't hold itself together very well. Right, right, right. So, okay. Um, what about anything upcoming? Or did you? Did you? Yeah. What? What uh, are you thinking? Books. Up, yeah. Books. Anything upcoming that you, that you're looking forward to?
1: So just to reach out a complete left field. That's okay. something I haven't talked about at all. Oh. I'm going to do the same.
0: Okay. Really reaching.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, do you need... Sorry, I got yeah. choked. Oh, don't get <laughs> choked. Don't get choked. <laughs> I'm not choked. I'm not... I'm, I'm, I'm that emotional about this book coming out. It's. Yeah. It's got me on edge. Uh, no, it's the... Uh, it's the third book of a series called The Stormlight Archives by Brandon Sanderson. Yeah. Uh, the title of the book is Oathbringer. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, Brandon Sanderson has been writing fantasy for a while. Uh, I think the Stormlight is one of his better stories. Uh, he took most people know him as the guy that took over and wrapped up the Wheel of Time series from Robert Jordan. Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, but he has several other series under his belt of his own. But that's that's where most people that okay. I know here locally, anyway, that's where they know him from. But the Stormlight Archives is really good. It's more high fantasy, uh, you know, kings and and race different races and all this stuff kind of a deal. Uh, Very, cool. It, Very cool. It's really good. Yeah. Magic and all that stuff. What about you? Uh,
2: I don't really have anything to add to that part of the conversation. Um, I'm still waiting on the Dresden files. Um, cool. I know butcher's got some stuff going on in personal life. I won't delve into that, but it's been, I think four years now it, it, it's time. <laughs> we need, we need something.
1: Well, it's got a date set for November, right?
2: Uh, yeah, but they've changed it now like four or five times. Um, last time I looked on his Twitter updates, he the book still isn't actually done, so I don't know. Now, uh, it keeps getting enough. pushed back and pushed back. Um, I would push really, really hard at this point to relaunch the TV series, but I guess that would be a whole other conversation. True. So, yeah, the only thing I've really got to look forward to right now that comes to mind is Dresden Files, so I'm holding out
0: for that right now. Okay, so my Cheetos. You know, because you always hear, okay, read this because it's really good. You know, you need to read that. You need, you got to read this over here. But whenever I'm reading my Cheetos, because you know everybody likes Cheetos, right? You know, so the one that I really like, I love Dan Brown. Yeah, um, Robert Langdon, that character, one of my favorites, just because I don't know, he's just, he's just so well rounded as a character, and um, he has a new book coming out called Origin. It should be out October third. Um and I'm really 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 looking forward to that one. I like the way he writes. I like the way um his books are laid out. Um and I love the character development. So that's the one that I seem to be looking forward to more than than any of the others at the moment. Nice. Yeah. So very cool. Yep, yep, yep. So yeah, um that's the one that I've been looking forward to though. Yeah.
1: Cool, cool. It sounds like a lot of fun. And I don't think there's really anything else we can talk about books. Well, there's always more books well, we can talk about. But, well, there's more books we can I talk mean, about. Yeah, but
0: but yeah. So, I mean, that covers the 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 gist of it, I guess. So uh, the high points. I mean, yeah, the favorites, the favorite series. You know, right? Yeah. So there so, you
1: go, everybody. If this, you're looking for something to read, yeah, because you're a nerd like us, yeah. check out one of those things that we just talked about.
0: Absolutely.
2: And it is still summertime, so there is still you know at least a week or two of. Time to kill.
0: Yeah, find a rainy day if nothing else. I, exactly. I think we have a few of those coming up. So uh, yeah.
2: it's Kentucky. Yeah, wait. Absolutely. <laughs> if we don't have a few waiting coming up,
0: just wait a week. Yeah. Okay. So um, there was a, a topic that you you shared with us there, Mr. Claywell, that I thought was very interesting. Um, the Pokemon. <laughs>
1: oh the yeah. The big yeah. the big event that took place in Chicago.
0: Holy cow!
1: Yeah, so uh, if anybody hasn't heard, if you're not nerds like us that follow this kind of geek culture (laughs) stuff, uh, a while back, uh, a company called Niantic uh, made a phone app game called Pokemon Go. Now, there's a lot of funny stuff about this game. Uh, So when it launched, Nintendo stock prices soared. The funny thing is, Nintendo has nothing to do with this game. And when that information reached the public at large, Nintendo stock prices plummeted. Crashed. 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 (laughs) Also, when they released this game, everyone had trouble connecting to their servers. There were so many people online. Well, they finally got all that straightened out, and Niantic, the developer of this game, decided they were going to have this huge Pokemon Fest in Grant Park, I believe it was...
0: Okay, and the, for those of you who don't play the game, that if you, if you've seen this, basically the app comes up, it unlocks or it opens the camera on your phone, so that way you can see the world around you, and it digitally inserts various Pokemon characters into your world, and you have to collect them all. You have to capture them all. It's, yeah, kinda it's like,
2: like a augmented reality.
0: Yeah, yeah, it really is. And I, I can recall in my classroom. Honest to God, there have been Pokemon sitting on my desk. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, we've had the conversation in my classroom.
1: You're not supposed to have your phone out. Turn that thing off, and blah 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 blah. All right, kids, okay. you yep. can't catch me. Stop throwing Pokeballs at my desk. Yep, not gonna happen. <laughs> not gonna happen. So a so, wild a wild ham appeared. A wild ham, yeah. <laughs> so Niantic throws this big festival in Grant Park in Chicago. Now, locals have stated that if you're in Grant Park, you're going to be lucky to get one bar of cell phone service. <laughs> Sounds like the perfect
0: place to have, uh, you know, 10,000 Pokemon hat. Go players. Very well thought out. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, for uh, sure. Descend for sure. on this place with absolutely no cell service, so that way everybody can log on, right? Exactly. Right, right.
1: Now, the big draw was Niantic promised that there were going to be very rare Pokemon that were gonna be four spawned throughout grant park right um I don't know I don't I don't know the guy. names of these Pokemon I, I've never followed Pokemon I'm too old I'm sorry yeah yeah we, that this <laughs> um is,
0: this was the next generation just after us yeah so, yeah. You know, this so, just, yeah it caught
1: big right as but, I was graduating high school pretty much yeah but they were charging $20 a ticket to get into the park, um, and people traveled from all over the country to attend this thing because that this was going to be their big chance to catch these super rare Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, they were going to be four spawn here. They knew they were going to be here and people bought plane tickets to come to this thing to catch these Pokemon. Right. Right. Um, and I mean, ven- vendor setup.
0: I mean, this was a big deal. You yeah, can, it was a huge, yeah, huge I mean, they, they had like people dressed in the Pokemon costumes so you could get your picture taken with these things. I mean, it was a huge, huge deal for these these players.
1: Right. Um, Niantic and their epic wisdom and the foresight that they've demonstrated throughout their existence as a company <laughs> uh, <laughs> didn't see fit to contact any of the national cell providers Verizon AT&T T-Mobile, T-Mobile. and say hey we're going to have like you know 30,000 people come into the park and all of them are going to be online at
0: the same with, time with their phones please boost your
1: signal yeah please bring the trucks no they have yeah. they have towers on trucks yeah that they bring for these events Like, these big events, like Thunder over Louisville. That's really cool. They have, like, the the current... Mobile hotspots. The the current infrastructure that is there cannot support that influx of users. So, they have to bring in more towers. Cool. Uh, But Niantic didn't bother with any of that.
2: Why would Uh, you? Yeah, I mean,
1: you know, it's Chicago after after all, right? Right, right. So, they get all these people out here. And uh, no service. super early, right? It was like 6 in the morning or something? Um. So finally, at like 2 p.m., the CEO of Niantic comes out on stage and apologizes that uh, you know maybe we made a mistake. We're <laughs> sorry that the cell phone service isn't what we thought it would be, and offers to give people the rare
0: Pokemon. Right?
1: Oh no, no, no! I thought they were going to like force
0: that into like their people's well, they were accounts.
1: Gonna- no, they were gonna force them to spawn at, at the park but right. you still had to catch them because
2: uh, you have their, to play the game I mean. yeah right. yeah you right, still right, have to right, play right, the right,
1: game right right uh what they're um i'm trying to find the exact number i think it was something like a hundred poke coins or whatever the in-game currency is that they use okay, okay. that was what they offered them Ah, for their that went over like for their a lead balloon didn't. it? <laughs> yeah, for you know, we're sorry you bought a round trip plane ticket and a hotel and two days vacation from your job to come out here. We're gonna give you some in game currency. <laughs> uh Yeah. So it just didn't go. It was a horrible, horrible fest. And and uh that was yeah, yeah, a hundred dollars. Oh, I'm sorry, a hundred dollars worth of in game Pokemon coins. Pokemon
0: coins. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Not a not a hundred dollars of no, coins, and, and
0: giving. A Lugia L-U-G-I-A to all registered attendees. This was one of the rare Pokemon.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't I don't Pokemon, so I didn't know. that So that would have
0: been yeah, that's what I was thinking. That I'd read that it was they were gonna force one of the those, the rare, into their game as well. So they didn't go away empty-handed. They they were coming to get that. But here's the thing. If you're going to one of these events, you're going to play. That's what you want to do. Exactly. Right. So it's almost like cheating. They're like saying, okay, well, sorry, you know, you didn't get to play here. Just have the, that's not, not cool. Not right. cool at all. I mean, yeah. part of the fun of the game is going around and searching and trying to find these things. So, yeah. So yeah. I, I guess he would have done better by giving away butt phone cases. <laughs> right. Have you seen these things? I have I have Oh my god. I actually before you you shared this this little tidbit, mm-hmm. I actually was sitting in the parking lot of the big box store in town. Mm-hmm. And um NPR did a article on this on Wait, wait, don't tell me if I'm not mistaken they were yep. talking about it. Yep. And um yeah, that was the the you know which one of these things is the real deal, and the butt phone case is it, seventy dollars, seventy dollars. But it has it is supposed to feel like a gluteus
1: maximus. It's supposed, it's supposed to, to feel to, like a human butt cheek. Yeah, the designer of the the it's a it's a case for anybody that doesn't know it's a it's a cell phone case made specifically right now for iPhones. The and material it, simulates. Skin. The the, the, the the exterior material, simulate skin, the consistency of the product inside is supposed to feel like a butt cheek. And if you're looking at the back of the phone, it actually has two little humps <laughs> like, that you can squeeze. Yeah.
0: Because that would have gone over better, I think, than you know the the Pokemon, Pokecoins, yeah. and the yeah. the yeah. Everybody could have been walked away, At grabbing least some booty, grabbing some booty, Bo- yeah. Rather than in-game booty, actual booty. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, guys, I think we probably should come to a close. What do you think? That's probably a good place to stop. I mean, you we've know, reached the end. Yeah. Hey, we've reached the bottom of this subject, <laughs> if you if you will. Um, it doesn't get any lower than this, so. No. <laughs> Mr. Claywell, it has been a pleasure as always. Of course, it has, Mr. Ham. Mr. Marples, it has been awesome having you with us. And yeah, I hope sir. to see you here. Yeah, hopefully again, you'll come very, back very, very, very soon.
2: Uh, whenever you want to have me, I'll be glad to be here. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Good awesome. Good All right.
1: Day. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next time. Have a good night.